Hi, everybody. It's January 28th, 2022. This is episode two, three, three, three of season two. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast of PT's podcast, the PT podcast, whatever we want to call it. That's what it is. I don't even give a rat's behind what they say it is. It's PT's or whatever. I don't care. That should tell you how 2022 is going for us this week. I'm just saying. We just got to that level of it just doesn't matter anymore. You don't worry about the little things. So here, I'm your host, PT, and I'm going to start this podcast with a gripe. <laughs> a gripe? A gripe. I'm not even going to introduce you guys. I'm just going to go right into it today. Nice. So it's really hard finding faithful podcasting partners these days. Oh. Evidently, isn't so. evidently, this podcast is not a priority. So two weeks ago, Joanna doesn't show up with some lame excuse like, I've got to teach the future of this nation or some BS like that. I don't even know what that's all about. terrible. How dare you? How dare you shaft me for (gasps) educational purposes? I don't even know what that's about. And then then last week, get this, the audacity. The nerve. The, 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 I don't even know what else to call it. (sighs) The chutzpah. Is that German? Todd, <laughs> well, I am a little German, I have to say. Yeah, there you go. Todd has to bring up some lame excuse. I mean, just how lame is this? Like, we will converse. We're going to, I'm not even bringing it up right now. We're going to converse about this later on in the podcast. It's that lame. We're going to talk about it later. And then Stay this tuned. week, the bald beauty calls me. It's like in order. It's uh, like yeah. you planned it. You bunch of freaks. He calls me <laughs> two week, two days ago. It was like, uh, and you could hear the quiver in his voice. He's really nervous, and he's like, "Um, I I need to I need to miss the podcast because here we go, an insurance convention, insurance convention, insurance convention. Yeah, I, does not that what? that sounds worse than PT sermon. Mm. Yeah, that I mean, would you like miss a colonoscopy? That's like, what, yeah, yeah. Hey. right. Yeah. What the crap, dude? <laughs> what where does that even standing in line for that one? Uh, now to, to you know. I, I know that they're paying for your hotel. I know that you're staying at a beautiful hotel. I know that they're probably paying for your food. Uh, and and I would probably do the same thing that you're doing and taking advantage of it. But how dare you skip out on the PT podcast on that? Now, you guys have just the got nerve. to start. Yeah, I feel the like nerve. that's the worst excuse. The, like, I feel like that should really let me and Todd off the hook. Right? You so, would. Yes. <laughs> you would. Yes. <laughs> when you when you hear that one, you're, you're kind of like, okay, mine was not so lame. <laughs> yeah. Yours yeah. is pretty lame, Todd. I'm just Doesn't saying. That. We'll talk about that later. But the but good news is, is, the good news is. Well, we're not going to talk about it yet. Don't even say it. Here we are at another Do I Have To podcast with my flaky podcasting partners. Todd the got roped in. Todd the Heart Attack Bergen, no what? longer the Irishman, by the way, mm-hmm. for reasons we will discuss in a moment. How are you doing, Todd? I am doing fantastic. <laughs> are you sure? Here's the bottom sarcastic. line. You get a little rotor rooter. We'll talk about that later. We're not going to talk about that right now. All right. I'm I'm saving all the spice for later. All the spice. Todd the heart attack Bergen for reasons that we will discuss later. (laughs) Then Joanna the sub Grace. (laughs) She used to be an Arthur. (laughs) She's no longer an Arthur. No, no. Now you will be defined by the choices that you made on this podcast. By the way, hey, I would just like to say I got into being 
on this podcast being a sub. That's true. So that's true. That's true. It works in my advantage. That's true. Yes, it's all. It's apparent that you are the second choice. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's always. That is not true. We are the second choice. No, always the back. I will. I will say this right now. (laughs) I will say this right now. Uh, These guys that are on here every week are some of the most witty, most talented people I've ever met. And what's cool is that you don't know if they're going to work out when they come on this thing. But when they do come on this thing and the camaraderie that we feel every week when we're able to come in here, and I say when we're able <laughs> able, um, to come in here, it's so fun and have a great time doing it. But uh, Joanna, that's, there's no difference that you come in here and have, have, have made uh, an impact with us. We appreciate you coming in, even, even if you are a sub. Um, and how are, how are you doing this week? You doing okay? You got another subbing gig that you're going to shaft this for? Or? Uh, no. Okay, good. I made sure Thursday. it wasn't uh, next Friday. It's just, it's next Thursday, you know, so. Okay, I got to go teach some science and social yeah. studies. Um, so. Anybody that's listening in Lindale, I would like to let you know that you need to take Joanna off of any other Fridays <laughs> because yeah. she has a prior commitment. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. And today for the first time ever, the wonderful, the incredible mm-hmm. Todd's wife, Kim Possible Bergen. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Kim, Kim is here to keep Todd's bacon intake down. And coffee. coffee. And coffee. Yes, and coffee. coffee. Well, that I believe that's a sin. And I'm fried just foods. Saying. Don't forget fried pies, fried okra, <sighs> fried french fries. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> fried fried. So I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> Bubba Gump all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tramp, boiled shrimp, grilled shrimp. I just became the nagging wife. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Well, I We're going to talk about that in just a second. All right. And obviously... The Bald Beauty has shafted us for some stinking insurance convention that I'm really, really not mad about, and I'm glad he's able to do that. And by the way, he's he's off the ground. He's going to be offering insurance out there, so you guys that need insurance, um, get on it. That's better. Listen, I've dealt with two insurance companies for the last six months, Progressive and State Farm, and I'm just letting you know, would not recommend. Would not. Would not. Progressive, the worst experience I've ever had in insurance ever. And State Farm, this last State Farm thing, mm-hmm. I, I spent all of um, Wednesday afternoon on a telephone call trying to figure out why Why are you sending me a letter that says one thing and then telling me your system's down the next and then mm-hmm. telling me that and they can't get their ducks in a row. They don't. Mm-mm. So it's like, come on, man. I want to go back to the personal touches where people actually literally care about customer service. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be great. Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. So anyways, that's... um. I digress. Gripe number two. So it's been an eventful week. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't, I'm you full of it. I'm all full of it. Forever. Yes, yes, you have. This is why I have a podcast. <laughs> because I'm full of it. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that the most full of it people have podcasts. The only yes. one the only exception there is obviously Neil Young. <laughs> oh, you don't know the news, evidently. I don't. Neil Young came out against Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan <gasps> oh, experience and said, right. take all my music off if you're going to keep Joe Rogan experience on. And I'm like, mm, that, oh. how woke do you have to be to cancel yourself? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty rough. So pretty bad. Um, evidently, Neil Young, even though he is full of it, um, does not have his own podcast. Of, of course, he's been singing and, and howling. Uh, for the past, I don't know how long, um, and I'm not going to tell you what I think of his music or his concepts politically, but I will say that I think that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, we don't believe in free speech in America anymore, people. We believe that if somebody says something that you disagree with, you should literally um, get rid of them. Delete. Yeah, and that's so Terrible. psychotic. 
How, how are we ever going to have any diversity in opinions at all if everybody right. that we disagree with goes away? It's like we've gone into the mafia mentality where I'm going to wipe you out if you have yeah. a difference of opinion. Coincidentally, if you guys disagree with me today, I'm going to kill you. All right. So anyways. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. So it has been, uh, bad enough. been a really, <laughs> really weird start of 2022. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah. A lot of great things, though. And really cool things. We got things. Um, the, the Serenity Farm thing has got mm. the, our, 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 our thingamabopper back there. Green Thank you. Yeehaw. Greenhouse. See, I have a problem. It's not green. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to have green stuff in it. Well, so, yes, it yeah. will. But we good. have a, a White House. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what grows in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, well, it's not working. Should. No, no, there's things in there science hasn't identified yet. <laughs> yeah. If it makes you talk like Biden talks, I don't want it. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love our president and I am absolutely praying for our president. Yeah. Yes. But and his health. Holy corn. Yes. I've never heard so much stammering in my whole entire life. In fact, it doesn't get any better with the vice president up there because I don't think she knows what she's talking about either. No, but it's fun to listen. Yeah, it is fun to it's listen so to. Fun it's to listen. the carnival ride. It's even it's worse than Trump at this point. I mean, Trump, you, you didn't know what he was going to say, but at least he was going to be coherent. True. Yeah. He didn't go. We all believe that we should have life without a cow from our cash around. You know, it's like what? Okay, thanks, Mr. President. Anyway, so um, yeah, boy, I didn't think I was going to get political, but it's, I know. Wow. I blame Me Cracker too. Barrel coffee. That's what I blame. Mm. All right. So, Todd, let's talk yes, about last week because this lame excuse mm. of not being here for whatever oh, the yeah. reason I couldn't was. Show. I could I, I had prior engagements. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was going to yeah. see God. <laughs> so that's that is actually literally the story. Is yeah. that okay? So lead us through this whole dynamic, dude. So we were here together Thursday, Thursday morning, yeah. and barking. Me and Kim were barking out commands like uh, administrative people do. Yep. And I, she's gun. way more administrative than I am, by the way. Um, Are you yeah. saying I'm a tyrant? No, I'm just saying that you bark oh, commands yeah. better. You're, you're Kim Possible, girl. You're, you, you're on it. So, this is true. I think the thing, I think the nickname's going to stick. I just I we just got to get the red head back. All right. Yeah. Um, so Todd comes in and we're going over some stuff with um, things at the church. Um, and Kim is now the uh, about to take the full brunt of administrative work at the church. And she she's already doing such a bang up job mm -hmm. beforehand, but. Um, we, we get to we get to welcome her into the fold, and I don't know if she's ready for that curse or not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it sounds like I don't think she's ready for it either. Do you know what you're getting into? Just thank God Jesus made wine. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. So um, yes, it's it's been an interesting week, and so Thursday he gets in here, and we're. And what we didn't know, I, I'd seen him on Tuesday, and I thought, okay, he looks like he's really tired. Looks like he's and he, he'd been working on Tuesday, and I didn't see him Wednesday or Thursday. I saw him, and he looked, you know, normal. I mean, you look good on Thursday. You look better now, but you you looked okay. Yeah, Tuesday he was kind of having those symptoms of that we don't know what we're we talking about talk yeah about. we're not talking yeah. about yet yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that one so i'm gonna let todd kind of bring it out so <laughs> we, we here we get on thursday night now this is what i didn't know dad saw you on thursday night mm -hmm. and he was like 
he doesn't look right. Something's wrong. My dad. Oops. So um, he saw you on Thursday and he thought he looks really, you know, hmm. rough and hope he's feeling okay. And, and so now we get to Thursday night into Friday morning. Right. What what happens, Todd? What what happens to you in that? Well, kind of going way? going back to Thursday when you guys were barking out all these orders and making me do all this work, and <laughs> I was just trying to, I was trying to, re- yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I was trying to laugh it off and just trying to relax. You know, I just yeah, peace mm-hmm. and tranquility. I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why this is. A, I'm on the farm for a reason. I mean, oh, yes. Listen to the birds. Oh my goodness, that's not birds, dude. That's crickets. <laughs> Those crickets. Yeah. Yeah. You're a farmer, right? I'm not a wildlife expert. <laughs> Anyways, so, okay, so we get into... So Thursday, <laughs> it felt like every time I went outside, I would breathe in, and my chest would be like, oh, constriction. Like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, well, it's pretty cold out here, so it's probably because the cold air. Cold air. Mm. Cold air, right? That's what we're going with. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. And it kind of pre- it kind of proceeded all day long, and I was just like, oh, okay, this is getting a little crazy. No big deal. But then we go out and we see you. You play in the band and Second Child rocks the house and everything's cool. Sure. I just had to have ice cream. I hadn't had I hadn't had a custard ice cream in such a long time. Went over to Joe. Yeah, it had been at least two days. Hey, Pinocchio, your nose is growing. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. Did I have it two days? Two days before? So, who knows? So anyways, but I know I hadn't had it with a big old chunk of Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. And mm. they were out of peanut butter, so I couldn't get it with peanut butter. But aside from all that, again, we're, your son bought me a ice cream. Thank God. Oh, are you blaming his son? Don't be doing that. No, I was very <laughs> okay. thankful. I was very thankful. Grayson? Did. Yeah, Grayson uh-huh. bought me that ice cream. And We're going to have to talk about that when I get home, Grayson. Yeah, whoops, right. sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Came home and, uh, you know, I was thinking, all right. Well, Still feeling pretty rough. Yeah, you know, tired. Yeah. Kind of like I was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I chalked Tuesday up because we wrapped the greenhouse and it was, it was, it was a good amount of work. So. You didn't wrap it last Tuesday. You wrapped it this Tuesday. No, last Tuesday. This last Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we did, you didn't do we it. Did the we did the doors later. You didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. So we're yeah. out Thursday though. Right. That, so yeah, Thursday, I, I just felt tired again. So we went to bed and about four o'clock in the morning, my wife had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so she does so. Nice. Did we have to share that? Well, I asked I you ahead of time if there's the anything audience, off limits, yeah, okay? I yeah, we to, <laughs> I want the audience to be able to feel where I'm I at right now. I thought it was my, my game playing. <laughs> Your what? <laughs> my well, game. It, I'm getting to that. So she, she came I was ready for her to cuss you out. I'm sorry. That did it. <laughs> you dirty bleeper. <laughs> but oh my gosh. she didn't do that, so we're good. Um, she didn't cuss me out. But I'm gonna whoop you. Oh, later. So, oh my gosh, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in for next week's episode. No, just so at four o'clock in the morning, she couldn't sleep at that point, and so she gets on her game, which is very bright light and had music, and it went off, and I, whoa, what, what time is it? And she's like, it's four o'clock. Like okay, and I lay there for a few minutes, and I was like, "Oh, heartburn! I need some tums." Is it? I mean, did it really feel like heartburn, or was it tighter? Yeah, was it, it like was more tighter. of a pain? It okay. was tighter, but I was like, "Oh, that's terrible!" Must be in that Reese's pieces <laughs> or Reese's peanut butter cup. In that ice cream. We're it not going to tell where that was from because hopefully, maybe one day we, we might get a sponsorship and get all the ice cream that we want. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. That would be nice. Okay, go ahead. So, anyways, not for um, you. <laughs> not for you. Okay, all right. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. And next thing you know, it. 
I was like, this is, this doesn't feel quite right. You still laying down at this point? No, no. Then I laid down and I was like, ooh, yeah, no. Feels like the room's closing in. I was getting like this claustrophobic feeling. It was really, Mm. yeah, exactly. Next thing you know it, I felt like, oh no, let's walk this off. So we live in an RV, six <laughs> steps to the <laughs> other end. <laughs> That's a short walk. It's a short walk. So for, for those of you that aren't, aren't, aren't Todd's size, it's like a couple steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're any taller than 5'8", man, you, you, your stride's any longer than 29 inches, well, you're, you're getting somewhere fast. Me, not so fast. But it's good that I can take six steps <laughs> from my bed to my kitchen and go back to my bed. So that's 12. So I've made this trip, and I've gone one, two, three. How in the world do you do math that quick? I, I wouldn't. Yeah, so, anyways, go anyways, ahead. You were saying, yeah. Next thing you know it, I'm like, oh, this is hurting really bad. And then... I said, okay, I got to lay down. My wife's like, what are you, you okay? You all right? And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. (laughs) And she's like, well, is a heartburn bad? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. What did you eat? (laughs) And I'm like, I already knew what she ate. She already knew it. She knew by the smell that was coming from the covers what you ate. Uh Right, yeah. Right. So then next thing you know, I lay down again. (laughs) And she goes, do we need to take you to the hospital? I'm like, no, I'm not going to the hospital. Forget it. Uh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, so, so go ahead, yeah. All of a sudden, the big one came, and I was like, oh, and a friend So it's like waves coming at yeah, you. Yeah, so oh. this, one, this one hit hard, though, and I was like, oh, ow, that one really hurts, and I had a, a friend of mine gave me a bottle of nitroglycerin, and so I went right for it. Dynamite. No. <laughs> That's what dynamite is, isn't it? <laughs> pills. You know, you throw that at your wife, it really makes them mad. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> boom. That's like popping. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, I put that underneath the, the toilet seat oh, when they sit down. Okay, anyways, sorry. Don't mean to give you ideas. I'm going to try that. No, you're not. No, there's. we're going to talk about grounds for divorce. All right, go ahead. Like when you when you skip out on podcasts for subbing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to conventions. No, d- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Suddenly, I felt like okay, this this is getting pretty serious. And I looked at my wife and I said, "Okay, we got to go. We got to go." And I put yesterday's clothes on and I said, "I'll meet you in the car." <laughs> And I didn't hear that part, so I'm putting my clothes on, calling for him, going, where did he go? Where is he? Now, remember, I'm only six steps away if I was in the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) What What are you saying, then? I couldn't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) So needless to say, I said, I will see you in the car. I will have it running. And I grabbed the keys, and I... Got She's still in shock from the ho- from I got to go to the hospital because exactly. if you know Todd at all, it's like mm-hmm. I don't go to the hospitals doctors. are yeah yeah we, we're yeah they don't do that so well, I'll bleed out first <laughs> yeah well we know that's not true so go ahead no I just call your wife yes <laughs> and and that's where we come into the picture right so we're we're in the dead of sleep and I guess I don't know when it happened I it's, it's at least four thirty when Cheryl wakes up. And she usually gets up because she got to work that day. She she usually gets up right around five o'clock, anyways. And I think we heard the buzzing, and I must have went uh, 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 or something like that. <laughs> so she <laughs> turns over and looks at the phone, and she's like, "Who's caught? Oh, 
And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm half in and half out. I think this is like a dream or something where something's going on and, and you know, you know, one of those ones that you wake up where you're mad because she's talking to another guy or something like that. And so, um, she, <laughs> That's too much information, by the way. I don't know why I'm sharing this. So anyways, I'm, I'm literally, I'm half in, half out. And I hear this, are you okay? And when you're a pastor and you hear, are you okay at four something in the morning? And I'll say four in the morning because I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly the time. That's Those are the moments, other than your kids screaming in the room, that's the only other time I've jumped up like that. But other than my kids screaming in the room, that I was up, I was awake, I was completely sober. I was halfway on, my pants were halfway on and my shirt was halfway on by the time she's off the telephone. That's how fast we were moving. It was that quick. Mm-hmm. So she gets done with the conversation and I didn't even know what was going on. I thought maybe it was, I thought I'd heard Kim on the other line, but it was four something in the morning and all I heard was, are you okay? All right, we'll be there in a second and we'll, we'll get there as fast mm-hmm. as we can. That's all I heard. And so now back to you, we're, we're on our way to where you're headed Mm, yes, driving to the hospital. Yes, and the drive is what? For us, it was like it, forever. 40 minutes, it seemed like. It was forever. That's all I can say is Lindell needs to get the emergency room very quickly because yes. it was forever. And I'm trying, I'm one of those cautious drivers. Cautious drivers. I drive like a little old lady. That's, you hate yep. me and you curse me probably. It's, it's called grandma syndrome. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, um, yeah. You must unlearn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, because we were sitting there, we're driving along, and the chest pains are getting bad. And I'm like, oh, this is killing Steve? me. Steve? Yeah. <laughs> like, Steve? Steve, are you here? Help me out. Yeah? Yeah. And so finally, we got, uh, I think it was Gentry. And yeah. uh, that's where it's always at. It's like well, they purposely time the freaking lights. Uh-huh. But, mm-hmm. they, but they all, like, we we get up close, and they'd all turn red. And yep. Like, every one of them. And yep. I was like, oh, my gosh. And you didn't say it like that. No, it's okay. We, we know what it sounded like. We just can't air it on. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you're on the <laughs> lights. And I'm over there. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I push the I sit there and I'm like okay God can I put the hazard on and can I go through these lights now and no! <laughs> that's not what he said he said yes but I was still kind of hesitant but I did it Yep. <laughs> my yep. whole body green said don't disobey the law but then it was like the so, law I got to get my husband to the hospital so you ran the light I ran a bunch of lights. (laughs) Now, you don't understand what an accomplishment that is. Yes. For you in the audience. (laughs) That's pretty nice. Okay, so running lights now. insurance agent finds this. Yeah, uh, well, he's at a convention, so we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about that. Hey, anybody seen, uh, what's his face? Yeah, so anyways. Um, so you're running red lights. Now you've made your wife into a complete rebel and, um, you're cussing. Um, so we're, we're, we're getting closer to Jesus. Um, Uh what's the next part? I walk in, uh, we, we pull up to the hospital and I jump out of the car. I didn't even wait. I mean, I just jumped out of the car, started going towards the door. And I'm clenching my chest. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I've, I've got to make it into the door. Got to get into the door. And you're, I, you're, I start running towards the door, like, as much as you're I'm running. not running. I mean, I, he's not was, running. Like a, Trust me. He's was not staggering. running. Yeah, but like, then he freezes. Uh, uh, He'll tell I, you. Yeah, because I stopped and turned around. I'm like, I don't have my mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go. Just get in there. Go. I'm parking the car. Go. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't know how much of a sheep you are until all you get to the door about. of the emergency room. And you see all these posts of, you yeah. have to have a mask to get in. I'm like, dude, if yeah. I'm vomiting, I'm you don't dying. want my mask on, okay? Yeah. yeah. If, 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 uh. see, good grief. And these people, there's no, there's no common sense at all. If I'm having a heart attack, you really think I'm going to be worried about a mask? And evidently, yeah. we did. Yes. I didn't think so. Thank so you, she, government. She Sorry. told me to but keep going, so I turned around. I started going back in, and as soon as I got to this desk, there's this guy behind a big old piece of plexiglass. He's got a little cutout at the bottom, and then there's this little piece of paper that said name. And so I started to write my name. It said first name, probably, right? It did. Yeah. It did say yeah. first name. I wrote Todd Bergen. <laughs> and he goes, okay, so what are you, what are you coming for? And I, I go, <laughs> and I remember hitting the floor. Yep. Oh my that was it. I yeah. was out. You, you literally said heart attack. Yeah. But you knew it at that point. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the that's the way to skip the line. <laughs> yeah, I went straight to the front. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, they uh, apparently got me in a wheelchair. The next thing I remember is waking up in a bed. You're passed out. For how I, long were you passed out? A couple know. minutes? I don't know how long. Long enough for them to get me on a on a bed. They wheeled me down on a wheelchair, I think. They, did, they got you down, and then the blubbering wife had to go sit in the um, waiting room. And so I don't know what they did to you between that time and the time I got to come back in because I was a Did you have pads on you? Yeah, they started sticking stuff on me right <laughs> no, away. No, no, no. I mean, like, when you woke up, did you have pads on your chest? No, because I remember when they put the pads on, it was really cold. Okay. And they hit that. I hit my body, and I was like, oh, that's cold. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, sorry. I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> so Next evidently your heart, your heart, thank God, never stopped. I don't think so. Yeah, that's good because they would have so they would have shocked that sucker right back into it. Yeah, right. So that's good. That's a, that's a positive thing. And then so the next thing you remember, you're there and and this guy, he's like, okay, we got to prep him. Um, they're going to be going through his growing, so we need to shave him. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And then I was he like, I jokes. was like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> yeah, that did come up. That did come up. I said, stay out of the forest. <laughs> Next thing you know, it. No touchy, touchy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so they're like, your pants are gonna have to come off. And I'm like, I look. I, look I had a dollar for every time that was said to me. <laughs> you'd still, you'd still you still be a dollar. You have a dollar. You got fifty cents. <laughs> Well, that's the end of this podcast. I've got to, I got to go and get my ego boosted somewhere. That really hurt me. It hurt me where Jesus lives. That hurt me where Jesus lives. All right, Todd. I'm sorry for that rude interaction there. That's all right. That's all right. From the sub. All right, go ahead. No, it's all good. All right. I looked. I looked between the doctors. I could see my wife. She was sitting there against the wall. And I looked at her and I said, we can go now. <laughs> he did. And I shook my head and went. I was like, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no. No, she's like, no, nah, I paid money to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Make it rain. Make it rain, baby. Throw them dollars. All out. we lacked was the leopard skin <laughs> underwear. It's, it's kind so of funny. You think. They never took my shirt off. They never took my shirt <laughs> off. You don't, you, you, listen. It was a nice Carhartt. Well, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks, but the shirt is not necessary. You know, I, mean, I mean, you don't have to take that off. Just saying, that's true. In they the grand scheme they of took things, everything else off, and apparently, I was all in the glory. You just be, you just be glad they didn't decide to wax. <laughs> no, well, okay. So here, here's the deal, though. I get my, I get my shave job, okay. Yeah, and then I go upstairs, I guess, and they're gonna, you know, do some more X-rays and stuff. And this guy 
comes in and he's like, oh no. And I'm like, oh no. And he, I hear the Clippers again. He's going to town. I'm like, what's he doing? And he, <laughs> the other guy that's with me, he's like, uh, he, he volunteers. He comes and does manscapes all the time. <laughs> Really? I bet she was talking. Oh no! Quite, quite the job. That is not the way that's supposed to be done, right there. I'm right? just saying. That's yeah, a that's heck not of a, a job. That's not short enough. <laughs> We've got a redhead. I've got to do a better job than this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, needless to say, um, next thing you know, it they were they were prepping me for that uh, catheter and putting a sheath, sheath, and yeah. Sheath or sheath? I can't remember. Sheath. sheath. I don't know. Sheath. 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 Yeah, so they can they can go up through his artery into his heart. That's yeah. called a cath lab, folks. That's what that's what that yes. is. Yeah. So they they went ahead and ca- catheterized your heart, which means that they they put a stent in mm-hmm. and they blew out that it was blocked. Totally. Where was it blocked? Right. Ab- uh, it's on the left side. The wooden artery. Yeah, it's right above where there's some kind of V, and it's where all the other arteries go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So we almost lost Todd, folks. Uh, and he thought that excused him from the podcast. Now, how dare When I got to the hospital, I told him, "Look, there are better excuses. <laughs> yeah, like same. there are better ways to get out of the podcast. Yes. This is ridiculous." She did say that. She yeah, I mean, she knows. Hey, I got news for you. So <laughs> i I get the call at five a.m. And I know if Cheryl is calling me at 5 a.m., it's problem. not to wish me a good morning. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to note that. Make sure that changes. <laughs> so Happy Friday. Donnie can, Donnie can hear Cheryl on the phone. And so she tells us what's going on. We're like, okay, you know, what do we need to do? And, and she's like, well, we're headed to the hospital. So it's like, okay, let, you know, she's like, well, I have to go to work in a couple hours. I'm like, okay, well, when you go to work, I'll, I'll come up, you know, just let me know. what. This we is need not to how do. she sounded, by the way, because I heard her on the phone that it was not okay. It wasn't coherent. It was, uh, oh yeah, no, 5am. No, there's nothing uh, coherent going on. But who I do, is this? I do remember oh, this. your name so I can so kill we, you for waking me up at five. We, <laughs> I get off the phone and I, I was like, Donnie, and he goes, I heard. And he says, you got to tell Todd, we just started liking that little turd. He can't die yet. And then he says, you know, I knew Tim would give him a heart attack. I just figured he'd last longer. <laughs> Donnie, so that, Donnie, we're going to have to have a conversation, dude. <laughs> So that's that's that was our conversation. I cannot believe you said that. That's, that's a, a bunch of hurt right really? now. You can't believe that. Came I can't. Yeah, I can't believe mouth, it. I absolutely really? can't believe it. I absolutely can't. So you had a heart attack. Well, you were having a heart attack. We got mm-hmm. you. They got you in. Kim and her mad skills in driving um, <laughs> got you there just to the nick of time, and you did not have a. You were having a heart attack, but you did not go into full cardiac arrest, which is good. Mm-hmm. And they ca- catheterized your heart, put the stent in, and the Widowmaker blockage was that was 100% blocked, by the way, um, is now perfect. Well, it's gone, but now, now Kim obviously is um, ensuring that there is no bacon intake and very little coffee mm-hmm. intake. Mm-hmm. And I have a blood pressure cuff that I'm now taking as blood pressure every evening. I'm making a little spreadsheet. It's awesome administrative skills wow. coming together. Right? Who knew I that administration so would be foreplay? I'm just saying. <laughs> 
All right, so we're going to, I would say we're going to play another thing of what the heck, but I, I don't think we have time, so we're not going to do that today. Aww. Although that would have been cool with Kim, um, but she's had enough what the heck moments uh, this last yeah. week. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Todd. Um, anyways, yeah. you're welcome. Love we, you. We are going, we are going to uh, broach a topic that is... Um, uh, very controversial. Well, it's passionate because of what's happening in our culture today. The redefinition of what love really actually is. Um, and so I, I want to make sure that you understand that just because we view it this way doesn't mean that everybody views it this way. But I, I am going to say that I need you to listen with your ears and your mind and your heart combined, not just with an emotional um, reaction. Because what what's going to happen is you're going to hear something that you you're going to mis miscontrive or mis misthink and you think that we're saying something that we're really not saying um when when i post these things um uh and and i this is coming from a, a discussion that i had on facebook and i and i made sure and posted you know the fact that this is how i feel this is what i believe about love and most people are like, yeah, this is it. You know, like how, how usually when you say something, people are like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Because they, they really don't care what you're saying. They're just going to just gonna, you. Yeah. Just shut up, please. Yeah. And that's mostly, that's my life. Yeah. Just shut up, please. <laughs> that's how I get people saved. You know, it's like, you know, tell them about Jesus. Talk to air out. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay. I'll, I'll get saved if you shut up. No, that's not <laughs> what happens. But um, so we know in our culture, um, in television shows and stuff like that, that love, the love concept is built off of what? Infatuation. Yeah, that's a, that's I a mean, good Feelings, right? Feelings. And feelings. See, I was about to sing. more than feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't sing. Mm. Oh, you should, honey. That Keep was beautiful. Going. That's awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. It, that's it, it reminded me of... Steve? All right, so anyways... <laughs> oh. Um, oh. oh. That's true. Yet. She got lots of hair. Todd, don't make me bald. (laughs) All right. So anyways, (sighs) there's so many places I could go with that, especially after our last previous conversation. Right. Um, So uh, (laughs) what the heck? Okay. (laughs) All right. So um, would you rather be shit? (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's Okay. What we're talking about today is that misidentification. What is what is love actually, and why why are we redefining it as a culture? And I think some of the times we we built off this, and, and it, we've got a stacked deck against us. We have tons of songs, tons of pop culture, um, pictures, magazines, all of this stuff. That's the influence that reidentifies and redefines what love actually is to a world that they're, they're, they're struggling to figure it out. They're, they're struggling to get a handle on what that looks like. And, and if we don't identify what love actually is um, in this podcast, then it will be difficult to keep on going where we're headed because we're, we're going to be heading into some pretty, pretty controversial topics. So this one mm-hmm. is the least controversial of the love topics that we'll be talking about. Obviously, we're going to be talking about lust and adultery, abortion, uh, lo- um, oh, oh, how far is too far, um, dating, that kind of stuff. And so we're, we're going to get into, and dating is so dark. You know, I'm just saying that's one of the darker mm. topics. <laughs> Nobody should do it. Nobody should do it. Stay away from dating. But I'm going to read you a post that I posted on Facebook. And um, 
uh, I, it's, it's lengthy, but it's because of a conversation that I had with somebody a couple of years back. And every year I come around to this, I'm like, gosh, this has to be, we have to say this. We have to tell people this because our, our misidentification of what love looks like in our relationships, the people that have been in long-term relationships or that are experiencing what love actually is, um, we, we have to do a better job of discipling our young people to understanding what that looks like. Or there is going to be an expectation of um, a feeling or an infatuation or any of those things that um, is not healthy. All right, so um, give you a little backstory on this. There, there was a conversation about love and somebody had posted, and it's a pet peeve of mine, somebody posted, um, I, I'm so glad that this person came into my life, which is positive. Um, I've never felt more in love with this person. Now, I'm going to say this, it was about four or five years ago, and I'm not gonna say whether or not that this person is still with that person or not, I'll give you 10 guesses if they are. Okay. You only need one. All right. So, um, and so I, I wrote this in response to that and I got kind of in trouble because it, it was, it was a correction that was necessary, but people don't like for you to challenge this way of thinking because Mm -hmm. this way of thinking is romantic. I feel this way and it's so grand and it's so wonderful and so beautiful that I feel this way. And why would you take that away from somebody? And I'm, I'm telling you, there's a reason why. I'll read you some of this stuff that's going on, but I'm, I'm going to read this right here and then we're going to get into the broader discussion about it. Um, it started like this. I, I said, going to leave this here. Real love is a choice, not a feeling. The choice can lead to feeling. And in in its correct place, that feeling is great. But we have been lied to in our culture. We have been told and led to believe that unless your relationship is led by the quote-unquote in love experience, then it can't be true. Unless I get that butterfly feeling every time I see him or her, then it can't be true. When I kiss, I should feel fireworks going off in my head. In love, quote-unquote, is a feeling that implies that the sentiment could end at any time which I guess is why people fall out of love, quote unquote, or divorce, quote unquote, all the time. When asked some of the most common reasons for separating or getting divorced is what? Irreconcilable differences. So when probed further, those differences are commonly related to what? Feelings. So we're not just feeling it anymore. We're just not feeling it anymore. I don't feel anything when she kisses me, or I don't feel what I used to feel in the bedroom. I used to get so turned on when he touched me. Now I don't get feel anything for him. And we have in turn accepted these surface reasons as legitimate reasons for separating ourselves from that person. And now all media depicts this love as true love. Mm-hmm. So let's be clear. I love my wife. I'm not in love based on the sentiment that this world's definition has. I'm not in love with my wife, Cheryl. My love for her is strong, um, but it's stronger than mere sentiment. It's not based on fleeting emotion or a chill that I get from looking in her general direction. It's it's a choice to love. It's a choice to forbear, to endure, to celebrate, to enjoy whatever circumstance or emotion that I am in. It is not centered around me or my unstable emotions. And those of you that know me know that any given moment, an artist can go up and can go down very quickly. It's based on strong decisions that no matter what, I'm going to choose to love her. I'm not in love based on the world's definition with Jesus. Although I feel deeply for him, I choose to love him with all that I am and will not base it on fleeting emotions. When I wake up at 3 a.m., I don't feel love for either Jesus or my wife or anybody. I'm quite a grump, and I feel very strongly that everyone, including Jesus, can go to, well, okay. 
However, my choice is to love, to give of myself for their benefit. I want to live for love. I want every one of my decisions to radiate the same love that Jesus Christ showed me. He may not have felt like getting tortured, flogged, or crucified, but he chose to do it for us while we were yet sinners. I bet he wasn't in love by the definition that our English language puts forward. Every dictionary that I have looked at the term in love implies a strong feeling or a strong infatuation or being consumed with the individual. What happens when that feeling is gone? What happens when you've lost that loving feeling? Whoa. whoa. You you need <laughs> true love if you're focusing all of your attention on getting that feeling of being in love, if you're in a relationship that you're relying on feelings instead of true foundational love, then you may want to remember 1 Corinthians 13, true love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Everything about this culture contradicts surface in love that we seem to cling to as a culture. Even some of our worship songs are written about this feeling. Although I love the feeling that follows the choice, I should not make decisions regarding or try to discern love by that said feeling. The emphasis would be on the wrong syllable. There's a different definition that applies here, and the only way to love, like 1 Corinthians 13, is to be in him, in love. And have I effectively annoyed you yet? And that was my, it's a play on words. <laughs> I have to admit at first glance, I would say uh, it's a contradiction. When I use this term in love, it's talking about a choice to love one supremely and to allow that relationship to affect all other relationships. The Bible calls it abiding in Christ. So I guess I'm putting two and two together here. If God is love and I am to live and love him, then as I am in him or in love, I will be able to Love, like 1 Corinthians 13 says, it will be a choice that I make coupled by the grace or the empowerment of him who chose to love me. And as I live in his love, in love, then I will love as he does everyone that I come in contact with. It will be foundational love instead of unstable love. It will be something built on rock instead of the emotions that are changing as the wind. So before you start declaring you're in love with someone, think about how surface that decision is how quickly that emotion can change, make the determination now to be in him or in actual love and love him supremely. Once you do this, you'll know how properly to love other people. And so the attack, and, and that's the end of the, the post. And I, like I said, it's a very long extended post, but I, I think that's a conversation we need to have. Did you write that? I did. Okay. I absolutely wrote that. Um, I wrote that in regards to, there's years of youth pastoring here that <laughs> you get, my kids are involved in that kind of thinking. You, you're indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. You can't help it. I mean, look around. Mm -hmm. I, I walk into Walmart and see the lingerie section, and everything is built around the premise of, you know. Lust. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or infatuation. Or the cards that you read nowadays. Are, it's, not, it's not necessarily about the choice to love. It's it's some some things are 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 um abiding with that choice to love and they're talking about the feeling that comes from that choice but most things out there today especially right now in this time of season where you're walking down the aisles and seeing candy mm -hmm. and seeing flowers and seeing you know romantic stuff because of valentine's mm -hmm. day um there's a there's a really big deception on what now can anybody tell me why you think that is why why there's a deception yeah why do you think that our culture is being lied to when it comes to love <laughs> well, 
You want me to go first? Yeah, I mean that's Here that's why we go. Okay. okay, where's the click 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 <laughs> on the roller coaster? Because we're going up <laughs> the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so your feelings. It's a choice. Okay. So right now, I want to talk about. Do you like cake? <laughs> I, I like it. I do you love like cake? cake. You love cake. I love cake. You love cake. Are you are you playing into this this metaphor? Is that what you're doing? I love cake. No, I honestly, I love cake, y'all. Yeah, I, I love I love cake. I love I frosting. Love I, but you know what? You know what's really good about cake mm-hmm. is if you don't follow the recipe. Uh oh, that cake tastes like beep. <laughs> I should have been Johnny on the yeah, spot with that one. I knew it was coming. He wasn't even here. He wasn't. Even, my finger didn't mm-hmm. even go off the computer. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so like I said, if you if you don't follow that recipe correctly. Mm-hmm. That cake can go bad. I mean, in a mm-hmm. hard way. Mm-hmm. And then you feed it to people and people are like looking at you like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. That's mm-hmm. terrible. So when you think about love, yes, I'll agree. Love is a choice. You're 100% correct. Is it the only thing? No. It takes a recipe to get there. Mm-hmm. Love is the cake. The recipe to get to love is emotion feeling desire communication communication Communication. i believe that it is a ton Mm -hmm. trust oh my gosh there's a that's a captive audience i mean let's let's face it if you don't have trust you ain't gonna have that choice so my my question to that come i'm gonna challenge that way of thinking just for a second so if emotion has to be implied in the choice to love Mm -hmm. how do you love your enemy you can emotionally love your enemy. No, you can't. <laughs> you bake him a cake. Yeah, right. Okay. You, you know what I'm, I I know for a fact. Come on now. Yes, sir. I don't think it's attached to sentiment. I don't think it can be. Why? I just don't think it can be. I think the sentiment follows the choice. Then the recipe's there. Well, yeah. Formulaic equation. If I say that it's a recipe, I have to follow this recipe. And most people are going to put the cart ahead of the horse. Mm-hmm. And I want happens. the sugar before I want the sugar before I get to the flour. flour. Yep. Yeah, I want the sugar sweet. before I get the eggs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, you can mix it any way you want. I know I have bun cakes. Yeah, they have these pre mixes where I, I can just dump everything mm-hmm. in, and add sugar as I want to. But you I, always I want to mix your wet ingredients first. <laughs> Okay, and then slowly put it in the dry <laughs> Just telling you. And you want to sift your flour too. Don't 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 underestimate flipping. <laughs> Sifting. Excuse me. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, you you're saying that love without emotion is what? Nothing. I, I just don't think that's true. I, I don't really? think that no, I think that I You think Jesus doesn't have any emotion? No, I think loves? it does. I but I don't think it drives him. I don't think no, that I, I don't think it, I, I don't think that the the value of love is based on the emotion. It's not. Well, it's yeah, not you, based then, on any one thing. Then that statement of without emotion, love is, and you said nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I don't think it can be. I, I think logically, if I say that without emotion, love is nothing, that means emotion drives the value of what love is, and that means that anybody if you have if that you has that emotion, no, 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 no. hold on for a second. If you don't have trust, that's true. I mean, we can do it with all those categories. If you don't have trust, you don't have emotion, you don't have desire, what do you have? You take any one of those out. Okay. Well, how do you, how do you get the emotional aspects of that from 1 Corinthians 13? 
I don't know. I have to whip out my Bible that I forgot to bring today. That's okay. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. We're, we're, I, I read it there just for a second. Love I'll is get patient. Back. Love is kind. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a fun thing. I don't, I don't think love is fun. I, I think love is, is war. I think love is the, the choice to, and I think it's, a, it's an appropriate measure and a response to all the things that we are facing as a, as a, as a, as a culture, as a nation, as a people, as a married couple, as people that we're coming in contact with. Yes, I think emotion follows, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is the foundational point of, and I don't think the whole recipe, of course, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm not sure. But isn't first earth, uh, Corinthians 13 is that not a recipe? It's it is uh, a recipe, a but it is mm-hmm. not doesn't have emotion involved. Patience is patience not part of an emotion? No, because you have patience to be... is a choice. Okay, love is patient. Love is kind. Kind is a choice. It is not jealous. You're saying it's not emotional. Jealousy is an emotion. Love does not brag. That's a choice. It is not arrogant. That's that's an emotion. It does not act disgracefully. Does not seek its own benefit. So then, really, love has nothing to do with tr- trust. No, it does here because it says on the, if you keep going, it does say that it does say it does not seek its own benefit. It is not provoked, does not keep an account of a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It keeps every confidence. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. So I, I'm saying that if I take this love context now, we're. We could split hairs here. We could say, okay, there are different contexts of love. And and I'm far be it for me to disagree that there's an emotional splitting hairs. Yeah, splitting whatever. <laughs> but um, there are different forms of love in the Bible. And we talked about this on Sunday Q&A when we talked about the fact that there is agape, there's Philadelphia, there's Eros, there's, you know, phileo, you know phileo, yeah, Philadelphia, same thing, phileo, <laughs> brotherly love, um, uh, Eros. And then there was one other one that it just doesn't it doesn't apply in in this, but there, there's four different loves in that capacity, and a lot of people confuse that eros is a genuine form of in the context of what God is asking us to show for one another, or even in our relationships, that eros has got to be a genuine part of the process of love to actually exist, and I think that eroticism is good in context you're right but it's still a byproduct of the choice to love it the, the, yes you're right cake is is a good good example but the recipe part of it is you can't have things that are structurally unsound inside this recipe for foundational love because if you put structurally unsound things in the in that recipe then what happens is part of that structure is going to fall apart if I build my relationship on the premise of how I feel about someone else, then instead of the the foundational choice to do something, to to be something, to choose to do these things, then what I do is I I allow there to be a a a, a chink in the armor, so to speak. The and I'm not saying that emotional is bad. I'm saying that that's part of the byproduct. But the, the the foundational thing of love is that it's not based. Now that's just my premise. Uh, it's not a not a romantic way of looking at things. I get that, but I think it leads to romanticism when I choose someone like Jesus did with his bride. He chose unglamorous and foundational way of thinking. I, it's not about me. It's not about my glorification. I'm choosing to serve the bride. I'm choosing to serve them as I'm serving my father. And I'm going to become obedient and die for them. It wasn't based on a, a feeling or an emotion. 
It wasn't based on now whether or not he did or did not. That was not in the discussion. It was, I, I want relationship with them. I want them to have, and the reason why is because God's love. He wants the best for us. He wants what is holy best for us. And what is holy best for us? Him. He, that's what's best for us. So that's why he wanted that. Now, I don't know if I could chalk that up to emotion. And I think a lot of the things in church are based off that premise. The only way to to know that you're close to God is if I feel God. Mm-hmm. And if that's it's the only way I know I'm close to God, what happens if I don't feel anything? Does that mean I'm not close to God? Well, I think just like over there, the recipe, you have to kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, look at all aspects. Just okay. like in love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like you said at the beginning of this conversation, with putting the cart in front of the horse, you can't have your sugar before your flour. So when you're looking at everything that you're you're talking about, if you're talking about love, it's kind of like a checklist. I mean, I, I hate to use it in that kind of an analogy because that seems kind of cold. But if you're checkboxing all the categories to find out if you're really in love, and if you were able to go down that list and actually look at all those and tick them, do you think you'd end up in divorce? I don't know. It depends on your heart. but Well, then one of those ticks is probably not good. You're not being truthful. Well, I think you can, you can abide by a checklist with a completely bad motive and, and, and miss the point. That's, that's what the Pharisees did. They had all their checklist right. In fact, he says it, you're, you're right to do everything that the Pharisees do. But unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you'll never see the kingdom of heaven. He was saying by rights and privileges, I mean, the, the, the Pharisees honored all of the law. They, they they looked and did everything that they were supposed to do and checked off all their, their check marks. But the thing that divided the righteous from the unrighteous was not the checklist. It was the heart in which they were keeping the checklist. So I... I mean, I mean, I I think I understand what you're saying. Though you're saying that if you if you don't have heart, if you don't have a bowl, you can't mix the can't mix the ingredients. Can't mix the ingredients. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I I I, guess I I can follow that. I, I think it's, a that's, foundation. Yeah, it's a foundation. It's a foundation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You you have to have the bowl in order to be able to mix the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, your, and your good heart has to be one of those things on the list. Like if it's if no. you have bad motivations, then that little box that you're talking about is definitely not checked. So yes. it's not there. It can't be there without a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go, go with this analogy here. Every, yeah. Everybody Everything's cooking. In the bowl. Now yeah. I want cake. Now I'm just saying, that's just not love, dude. No, no, <laughs> well, I, I can go make some cake. No, you may not. Yeah. <laughs> you said I can't eat it. I didn't say I couldn't so make it. So while we're talking, I, I had this um, I had this remembrance of uh, this rabbi. His name is Dr. Abraham Tversky. And he is a, a rabbi in, 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 back in 2009 when he posted this thing. And it's just a, a two-minute clip of what he's saying about love. And kind of going off of what we're talking about here, I think it applies. Check this out. This is what he says. Love is a word that in our culture has almost lost its meaning. Uh, there's a very interesting story about the Rebbe of Kotsk, who came across a young man who was clearly enjoying a, a dish of fish that he was eating. And he said, uh, young man, why are you eating that fish? And the young man says, because I love fish. He says, oh, you love the fish, 
That's why you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. He said, don't tell me you love the fish. You love yourself. And because the fish tastes good to you, therefore, you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. So much of what is love, right, is fish love, right? And so, young couple falls in love. Young man and young woman fall in love. What does that mean? That means that he saw in this woman someone who he felt could provide him with all of his physical and emotional needs. And she fell in this man, somebody she feels that she can write, that was love, right? But each one is looking out for their own needs. It's not love for the other. The other person becomes a vehicle for, for my gratification. Too much of what is called love is fish love. Right? An external love is not on what I'm going to get, but what I'm going to give. We had an ethicist, Rabbi Dessler, who said the people make a serious mistake in thinking that you give to those whom you love. And the answer is, the real answer is, you love those to whom you give. And his point is, if I give something to you, I've invested myself in you, right? And since self-love is a given, everybody loves themselves, now that part of me has become in you, right, there's part of me in you that I love. Right? So true love is a love of giving, not a love of receiving. Oh, that's good. That is good. Mm -hmm. You want to send that to me? So good. Well, it's on the podcast now, so everybody can hear it. Oh, okay. Say, yeah. I, I, I have got good. to use that for the kids. Mm -hmm. It is. Yep. It is a great. It's and and I, while I was sitting here and you were talking about that, I think what we're, we're saying the same thing. It's always built on semantics because you're saying the emotional context has to be in there in order to make the choice to begin with. You, something that's leading you to that decision that you're making. I, I obviously wanted that cake that. I'm going to put the ingredients together to make the cake. But he's saying that if it's built off of self-gratification, then you, you're loving yourself. Self-love is a given. You're, you're supposed to love yourself. That's true. But so much of what we're talking about is that fish love, cake love even, mm -hmm. that it's, I love what this is, but I'm, I'm willing to do anything to make that happen for me. And what, what God's love looks like is the investment of himself into you. He said, I'm going to give my life for you, I'm going to, that's the foundational concept of what first Corinthians 13 is talking about. And that's what is so not apparent in today's modern culture definition of love is most of the time it's built on how I feel. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm not going to go into personal details about everything that's happened in our lives, but we know that a lot of the messes that we get into and we contrive as the reasons why we're getting involved in things are built off of selfish premise. Like I really want to do like, and let me, let me read this to you after doing some research here. This is huge. Um, this, this, this article on lifescience.com, it's talking 12 scientifically proven signs that you're in love. Okay. And wait, wait till I I'm going to, I'm going to put this, um, those who are in love, um, I want to make sure I get to the right one here because it's it's really oh here it is. As is well known, falling in love often leads to emotional and physiological instability. You bounce between exhilaration, euphoria, increased energy, sleeplessness, loss of appetite, trembling, a racing heart, and accelerated breathing, as well as anxiety, panic, and feelings of despair when your relationship suffers even the smallest setback. These mood swings parallel the behavior of drug addicts. 
according to a 2017 article in the journal Philosophy, Psychiatry, and Psychology. And indeed, when in love, people are shown pictures of their loved ones. It fires up the same regions of the brain that activate when a drug addict takes a hit. Now, let me ask you a question. For those of us that may have experience or may not have experience with this, how stable is a drug addict? So not. No. So not. I, I, I'm just no. saying love cannot be that. It cannot be that unstable, or I don't think it can quantify or even qualify as love. It just can't. And in our in our society, mm-hmm. we bought into that lie that unless you feel those things, unless mm-hmm. that emotion is brought into that, then it cannot qualify as love. And I think that that is a lie that has deceived a generation mm-hmm. to believing that the only things that are worth investing in or when I feel that way about a certain person. And I think that is an absolute Travis. I, I think mm-hmm. that's how we're getting some of the depraved lunacy that's mm-hmm. out there today. Now, I'm done talking. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching if I'm not careful. What do you think, Joanna? Because I love the, the, the bowl scenario and I love the cake scenario, what he's talking about. And I know the balance of what you're talking about, that you have to have all those ingredients in order for it to add up to that. I think, I think you're on to something there. I think the rabbi kind of clarified what we were talking about and brought it more together as far as it's not the cake that we're involved in. It's it's trying to make sure that we, we're, we're actually literally offering the cake. It's not mm-hmm. for us. That's kind of what I was, I was wondering. I don't want to take away from Joanna. No, no, no. no it's go okay. ahead. Go when ahead. you talk about that fish story, I mean, what if the guy had sat there and he had caught a fish and he cooked the fish and he was sitting there with cooked fish just waiting? <laughs> and then that guy came by and he says, oh, what are you doing? He says, I caught this fish. I'm cooking this fish to give to you. That that, that would be cool. Because I love fish. And I hope you do too. I mean, he loves to, he loves to eat well, that fish. He didn't love the fish. <laughs> he killed the fish. He killed the fish. Some black widow love right there. <laughs> right. I hope here, he, you little sweetie. Don't love me. Please don't love me like that. Doc. <laughs> Boy, if I'd love, yeah. Dahmer loved people like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sure did. So go ahead, go ahead, Joanna. Sorry. I feel like there's a very blanket ideology these days with lack of responsibility and lack of personal, I don't introspection. I guess um, it's it's almost a victim mentality all the time about everything, and I feel like that has bled over into what our version of love is it's a it's like you said it's a very selfish thing it's all about me how does this person affect my life how do they make me feel Mm. and if it's not right then it must be their problem it's got to be them not me because I did all the right things and I was so great in this relationship and so I feel like People are very quick to point the finger. Yes, to to point the finger to say, "Well, I gave a hundred percent in this relationship. I kept my checklist. And mm-hmm. You why didn't, didn't you? Yeah. So it's you, and they fail to see. Yeah, but you you missed one of those little check boxes where it's not about you. Mm. 
Mm-mm. But nobody nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that that mm-hmm. well, what did you do wrong? Like what did Who creates the checklist, by the way? Well, oh, we hope. do with our own expectations. I hope not. I hope not. If it becomes about I mean like in, in today's society. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but we create our own In reality with our own though, who should be creating that checklist? God. Who, yeah. who who says that's the appropriate thing to do and who doesn't? And yeah. is it the same for everyone? Well, I mean, it's right there in black and white in First Corinthians. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty good checklist to start with, but nobody really wants to. Mm. Nobody wants to start with that checklist because that's a, not a self-serving checklist. Mm. It's a serving checklist. I have more questions, but I'm I'm going to. To, to, to acquiesce over here to the the mom um, <laughs> of, of, of Todd at this point. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Uh, what, uh, Kim, since you're the uh, rookie, um, what, what, what do you think? What do you, what do you, what are you hearing? And what do you, put, pour some wisdom on me. Well, for me, when I think of being in love, um, of course, I, I look back on my past history and one of them was I was infatuated with the idea of love. And so I feel like in society, we still, we, like you said, we look at all the hearts, the flowers, mm-hmm. what can I get? What can I get out of this relationship? Not right. what can I give yeah. in this relationship? And, um, you know, it's, um, I believe that there are takers and there are, mm-hmm. res- and there are givers. Um, I happen to be married to a giver mm-hmm. and, um, and I love that about him. And I know that in past relationships, whether it was dating or other or being married to someone else, um, I didn't I didn't look at that. I didn't look at what God had planned for me sure. in my mm-hmm. life, my yeah. marriage. Yeah. And I I think if we really if we really want to get to our our children, we have to exemplify. We have to have that communication, and we have to talk to them about it's not it's not just that warm fuzzy feeling. It's not that sexual Mm-mm. desire. You know, there's a although lot those of things, things can be there. Yeah, yeah they, those things can be there. Definitely, yeah, those are good things to have. They are, but if you put your premises on sexual desire or feelings, or, or feelings yeah. then you get into trouble. And yeah. and I mean, for Todd and I, I mean. Our, our relationship is based on communication, always always has been. When we first, we sat boundaries down, we communicated. Um, mm-hmm. Once that happened, I mean, I knew, I ran from him because he scared me because. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, hey, you notice. Thing. That's so weird. He loves fish, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. But he's going to kill you to offer it to somebody else. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah, go. yeah, but joking. But okay. yeah, you have to, I mean, I really think that that's so important that we're, we're missing with our children these days is we don't sit down and have those communications of here's what, here's what I've done in my life that was right. Here's what I've done in my life that's wrong. Um, can you glean anything from that? Can, yeah. you know, I, I just... Yeah, we've got overwhelming mm, statistic of the absence of fathers from homes at this point in America, mm-hmm. um, and and so you, that that conversation can't happen. There is no longevity in love any longer mm-hmm. because as soon as it's not convenient, I'm out. Mm-hmm. As soon as there's no more feeling, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and if I don't if I don't like what you're doing, I'm out. I, I see a lot of posts on Facebook, and and I and listen. I mean, that's a very a broad net that I'm casting if I'm just looking at Facebook, but there's a lot of things to say. If you don't have time for me, I don't have time for you. Mm-hmm. A very tit for tat. And I've always said, even in marital counseling, when people come in for premarital counseling or marital counseling, 
that it has got to be a circular thing. As I, as I give as unto the Lord and it filters through him to the other person, that mm-hmm. other person's got to do the same thing. It's, they've got to give as unto the Lord and it, it circulars, it, it's, it's always reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And even in the moments where your spouse doesn't give back, one of the things I've noticed about that, that, that circular mindset is that I'm trusting the Lord to make perfect what I, I can't make perfect. I can't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give what I am to him. I'm going to give everything that I am in love to him. And that's what I was saying in that post was that if I'm living in love in him, because he is love, God is love. If I'm living in him, then I'm trusting him to make his strength perfect where my strength isn't there. And so mm-hmm. if I can do that with with the Lord, and, and, and I, I've heard people call it a love triangle with God, I've always had a hard time with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to menage a God. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, right. But what I do want is I want to love through him and I want him to love through me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's um as I give myself to him, he'll 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 take that and multiply that to my spouse. Mm-hmm. Or as my spouse says, and what I need to do is I need to learn to trust him mm-hmm. in those moments. Now there are obviously, and with Kim's history where it, it isn't healthy and there are things and, and not many people know what that, and I'm not asking you to share that here. What I'm, what I'm saying is there are times where um, you're, you're giving, but it is one-sided and there is no reciprocation because the other person is so far removed from what that love looks like. Mm-hmm. And they're so self-consumed and they're so self-absorbed mm-hmm. that they it's, it's a black hole of, of, it could be narcissism. It could be abusive. It could be mm-hmm. any of those things. But there are grounds for divorce in the Bible. I don't think it's as easy as what um, we think it is nowadays. Divorce Mm-mm. should not be the go-to answer. Um, Want to make sure and, and ask this, um, because I know right now, uh, relevance of topic, because we're going to talk about homosexuality probably in the next two or three, four weeks. Um, one of the conversations in, in relevance to our, our culture today is the equating of sexuality with love. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, I, I've heard it said uh, an, a lot, a lot, and, and y'all are going to have to pardon my, my French here. Um, in society today, we, we call the term sleeping together. We'll, we'll even call it making love. love. Mm-hmm. I'm making love. And so we've equated that, that act of having sex with somebody with making mm-hmm. this decision to love someone. Now I know for us in this room, it's semantics. When we say we're making love with somebody, we really are making a choice because <laughs> I'm just saying not every time that, you know, I walk across the room is Cheryl going, yeah, I'm ready to make some love with you. That's not what it, <laughs> in fact, she might be more inclined to make a stab in me instead of <laughs> making love with me. Okay. But uh, what I'm saying is that we've, we've let, we've let a culture define and define the parameters of that operation. And I think it's bled down even to a, and I, man, I, I love you people. I do. I love every person that's listened to this thing, but I need you to hear what I'm saying. If we're defining the making love process as a sexual experience, then the the logic to that is that every form of erotic desire that comes along mm-hmm. is, is love. Mm. That's not it. Nope. <laughs> no, not at all. Nope. Now, I'm just saying, I know that we're saying no, but why? I mean, if if we're buying into culture and we're buying into the emotionalism of it all, and we're buying into this 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 um, model 
And it is really a model. It's here, all love is love. What does that even mean? When somebody says that, well, love is love. I love who I love. What does that mean? What do you think that means? When somebody says that to me? Yeah, when somebody, let, let, let's it say. May, mm. It makes me happy in the moment. Mm. Is that, and, 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 okay, yeah, so I'd we're, we're talking, that. let's say. Somebody that, said that to me. It's mm-hmm. kind of like how I love cake. Mm. It makes me very happy in the moment, but mm. then Pizza. when Pizza. I step on the scale oh. and I see the effects of that cake. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> you went there. It, you went to the, the long-term effects of that cake. It uh, makes me realize that I may love cake, but cake is not good for me. Oh, well, that cake cake you might have to get a different person. Get a different cake. <laughs> yes, go with carrot cake. <laughs> it has carrots in it. Okay. It's basically so, a salad, right? <laughs> exactly. I heard. I heard a conversation with. Um, a, a, there's a. There's some powerful conversations that are happening online. I don't know if you guys have been watching it all, but they're. Um, they get porn stars in a room with pastors. Oh, that's good. Oh, I'm, that. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. And so it's a discussion that they have, and they said, "Is you know, what do you think about this? Is all is all sex within the confines of marriage good?" And so they all come. They all have to walk to a side if you're against or for this topic. And so they, some people go and they'll go to the against topic, and the, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's so obviously sometimes they're they're very jaded on this but it was surprising mm-hmm. to see what the reactions were on this mm-hmm. and one of the things that the pastor did wrong and i and i and i i, I look because it's critical eyes um when you're listening to these things it's always easier from the outside looking in mm-hmm. instead of in mm-hmm. the process but uh they were talking about the fact that um is all is all sex within the confines of marriage and one of the porn stars says well you know you know me and my partner and they were talking about the the person that they were um committed to mm-hmm. and in in our world standard the commitment to be committed in that relationship for now mm-hmm. is commitment. Mm-hmm. And wow. the pastor said, I, I believe in what the Bible says, and he's not making a mistake in what he's saying here, but he, he, he built himself a, a hole that he, he fell into. And this is what he said. He goes, I believe that the confines of marriage are adequately defined in the Bible, which I wholeheartedly agree with mm-hmm. man and woman. I think that's mm-hmm. true. And he was taking a shot and she said, so do you think that sex is only for married people alone. It's only a privilege that is for married people alone. And the pastor literally, after she said that, had no answer. It was like he 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 was only thinking in terms of marriage, and he wasn't thinking about the single person that had never. And and the, the other porn star said, "Well, absolutely, that's what he believes. He believes that it's only a gift that is for married right. people." But the, the pastor's silence was deafening. It was like, you don't know how to answer that relevant question. Mm-hmm. If what's wrong with marriage, first of all, why is that a threat to us? Why is commitment a threat to us? Why is that something that we should say um, and be afraid to answer when somebody says, well, if, is sex only you know for marriage? Why is that a bad thing to say yes? Why do I have to mm-hmm. stammer over myself and, and say, well, if I'm not willing to make the commitment to love someone, and that's what I'm talking about with our with that emotionalism, why does that have to be involved in the? I, I, and I'm and I'm separating the emotional aspect of it because what I see is a world that equates that emotional commitment versus a a really even a even a legal commitment of saying I am I'm willing to sign on the dotted line. I'm willing to do anything it takes to enmesh myself with who you are and become one flesh. Mm-hmm. I, there's no out. 
There's no divorce. There's nothing like that. I'm committed to loving you. That is a choice that I'm making. And involved in that choice, it can lead to emotional things. It can lead to erotic things. It can lead to romantic and wonderful things that are are brilliantly displayed in, in songs and music and things like that. But I'm saying that if I let those things drive whether or not I'm willing to make the commitment, the emotional, if I if I feel that emotion, because I think sometimes people fall into that trap of if I don't feel a certain emotion, then I better not get committed. But what if you commit and that emotion follows? Does that have to be the prerequisite for connection? See, and that makes me think of arranged marriages mm-hmm. way back when. When mom and dad set it up, you did not know this person from Adam, and you they just threw you in. And you, you had to sink or swim on that. And there's a lot of arranged marriages that worked out just fine. Not because it was love at first sight with these people, you know, quote, unquote, love at first sight, but because that they didn't have an option. They had to make it work. Right. This this was the custom. This So we have to make this work. We got to learn how to get along. We have to learn how to raise kids together. We have to figure this out. And then in the getting to know people and the growing together and learning together, then love came and they realized that affection came and that emotion came and they could look at their partner and see a person that, okay, maybe on first glance, I wasn't necessarily attracted to this person looks wise, but I see the kindness there and that's attractive or, I see um, the the work ethic there, the the strength there, the and that that kind of attraction to me is powerful. When you can look at somebody and see deeper their than surface, heart. deeper than surface, yes, is what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. I'm just saying that maybe in our culture, we've gotten, again, the cart ahead of the horse where the prerequisite for even dating someone is my physical attraction to someone. Mm -hmm. Sure. And the backwards way of thinking in America is that in in, in order for me to even think about committing, that you have to meet my checklist of you have a a certain anatomy, you have a certain way about you, you have a certain, you know, you have to have the swagger, you know, whatever. I don't even know what the, I'm not even cool anymore. I'm not even going to pretend. Okay, swagger. swagger. Yeah. swagger. But here, I'll, I'll give you an example. That's an old spice deal. Because we're not going to do it. We're not going to do a musical portion, so we don't we don't have to worry about that time factor. But um, in counseling, um, I remember several years back there was a couple that came, and they were really concerned about their lack of um, luster in the mm-hmm. in, in the bedroom. Okay. And what is so foreign to people is when you begin to say, when you serve one another, you are not worried. <laughs> you're not so worried about your yourself in the matter. When, when mm-hmm. you're serving one another, then it becomes it's reciprocal. People, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're both meeting. We're both meeting each. I'm talking with my hands, and I just hit my mic. <laughs> we're both meeting each other's needs, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a trust that gets developed in that where I no longer have to question whether or not it's going to happen. I know that it's going mm-hmm. to happen. And in the bedroom, mm-hmm. erotically, emotionally, spiritually, any of those things, if I am concerned with the other's well-being, even before myself, not saying mm-hmm. that myself isn't important, because that's an important part of that. In this conversation, one of the things that was the most off-putting 
to this person was the fact that, believe it or not, the shaving part of what you're talking about. You know, the we had a conversation about. Oh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, not laser hair removal, <laughs> but yeah. Yes. And it literally was the man. It wasn't the woman. Okay. And so um, the woman wanted the man to manscape. Okay. Now I'm just being, I'm not naming names, thank God. And we're never going to do that. But <laughs> the example is that it was something so surface that mm-hmm. all he had to do was think, in terms of the other person, I, this is this is easy. I'm just get a mm-hmm. I'm get a Brazilian wax. Be done with this thing, you know. Um, <laughs> oh my god! That's the, that is the More that tech. is the epitome of act of love right there. I'm oh. just saying, okay. Yeah. But oh, instead, goodness. he stood on principle, and he was beating his hand on the on the on the table, and was like, you know what? I shouldn't have to do this for you. And instead of being selfless in the concept of I'm going to give mm-hmm. to you in this way. And I want to meet that need. It's so mm-hmm. simple. It, it was mm-hmm. all you have to do is, is shave your nether regions. How hard is that? I mean, good group. They, they, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But for him, it was, I shouldn't have to give this. But that's built off of that. So I don't feel good about this decision. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it. And because I don't feel like it, I'm not going to do it. Even though it's such a simplistic thing. It's so surface. It's so easy. All you have to do is give. But that is a concept in today's culture mm-hmm. that is really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. I've, I cannot tell you how many people have come up to me over the past, I don't know, two, three years of playing in bars and talking about the absence of good men in this world. I know that's not true. I know there are really great guys in this world. Mm-hmm. I think what we have is an absence of discipleship. Mm-hmm. I think we have an absence of good teaching about what love looks like. And instead of having these unrealistic expectations of outlander happening in your home and everybody looking like jamie okay for those of you that are at home that know what i'm talking about oh good grief everybody looking like henry cavill on that are you listening cheryl everybody okay that that is there are oh my goodness next week we're talking about lust okay so um nice when we when we when we build these models of what these things are looking like what happens is we say that they have to look like this in order for me to commit and the power of our relationship is not just like with Jesus. It's not on the basis of what he looks like or even how he acts towards us. It's in our choice to give him our lives because he's the most valuable thing in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's built on value. And we value him above ourselves. We value him above how we feel. We value him in spite of erotic or whatever. And I know it's hard to talk about him in context of that because we don't think of God in context of erotic love. It's it's not something that mm-hmm. that, that is um, we grasp at. But when we talk about ourselves in that capacity, if you are so busy nitpicking about everything that your spouse is not doing, I would say that the foundations of of your relationship is probably mm-hmm. shaky to begin with. Yet you've got your your recipe wrong. Did, did you mean love, relationship, or love? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it takes. I still think it takes two to tango. We're talking about mm-hmm. the essence of God. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. He's already given everything he's got, mm-hmm. and now you're you're going to have to decide to give everything you are in that in that synergy. I think the same thing with your relationship. If it's built on the things that are surface, like eros or even the the emotional context, those things will come later on down the road. But I think the choice has got to be this: this is the person that beyond surface things, like what Joanna was talking mm-hmm. about. Um, if we would get to know beyond the surface things, like I think one of the biggest things that we need to worry about is spiritual. 
Mm-hmm. Where are they at spiritually? What are that is the that's the deepest conversation for us. Mm-hmm. And in love, if they can't even understand or comprehend how to give themselves in love to Christ, how are they going to love me right? Mm-hmm. Right. This is not going to happen. And that's one of the things you yeah. talk about, Kim, mm-hmm. is that you guys have built that off of communication. But if you guys didn't understand, and I know for a fact in my relationship, the times that I have had the most war is when I have taken my eyes off of his sacrifice and what he's done. And instead of loving my wife the way that Christ has loved me, I have began to pull and and, mm-hmm. and, and tug of war. Where's mine? Where's yeah, mine? Where's that's mine? right. And mm-hmm. a lack of trust mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying if we can not compartmentalize, but trust that if we make the underlying issues like spiritual and 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 asking those things before we worry about, you know, does his mustache bother me? <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. Yeah, or or whether or not he annoys me sometimes. I, I think there's nobody on this earth that is not going to annoy you sometimes. It's going to happen, especially if you're easily annoyed. Um, don't focus on the minors. Loving mm-hmm. is a choice that you have to make on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute, second-by-second basis. And it's based on your value of that person. It isn't based on your fleeting emotions. And that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to say was that if if we allow the emotional things to, or the sentimentalities or the sensitivities or proclivities that we've got to dictate whether or not we love someone, then we have the problems that we have in society mm-hmm. today. Very flaky, very dandruffy love it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Any, anything else? Any, anything else you guys want to talk about on that? So basically, it all boils down to Jesus. Yes. Amen. If yes, you were yes. if you were abiding in it Christ, all boils down to loving people the way that Christ has loved us, and yep. how you make your cake. He was, re- yes, that's what Todd says. I'm with you. I want cake now. <laughs> it may not be good for me. Next week, we're bringing Little Debbie uh, snack cakes and the, those little Swiss it. cake rolls. You, you can have half of one of those, maybe yeah. a quarter, 16th. What? We'll he already we'll looks like he lost it. weight. We'll he, you'll get it. nothing and like it. <laughs> wow. I'll bring my See, I, I think there's a different way of wording that. Ouch. You'll have nothing and get sweets later. <laughs> It's already That's been manscaped here. <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah. Now we're talking about marriage, guys. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. And remember, love does not equate sex. No. But nope. sex is a expression of love. Mm-hmm. And, and built on that philosophy, it's powerful. It is one of the mm-hmm. greatest things ever God has ever created, in my opinion. I think it's one of the best things. But do not dumb down love to a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is your identity will, your identity will get wrapped up in that, and you'll become really deceived on that being your identity. And there are several people right now that if you're listening to this, and I know you do, you're going to get defensive as soon as I say that. Just because you, just because you have sexual feelings about someone does not mean you're in love with someone. Mm-mm. It's true. Very true. Nope. I mean, ask people who watch porn. Doesn't mean they're in love with that person. Sex does not equate love. Yep. The commitment doesn't even equate true love because sometimes I think that can be built on selfish premise. And again, if love is, and it is essentially selflessness and loving as Christ loved the church, it's giving of yourself. It's investing of yourself into the other person. I think that has to be built on a dynamic and parameters of what God has expressed in the word of God is what it is. Now, again, I'm a pastor and of course I'm going to take that route. I don't have any other luxury 
of thinking that any other way will work because he's the designer. He is the, the, the operator owner operator of this, this thing called life. And he knows how it works best than, and how, who am I to disagree on how he did it or how he designed it? It, it behooves me to do it the way he has asked because he's a lot wiser than I am. So I know some of you have your own opinions about how that works. I'll be glad to hear them if you want to write to us and let us know. And I will even address them online, on on air. With, with well, If I get an email or a message, I will if I think it's appropriate. <laughs> Obviously, if, there's, if it's laced with, you know, I'm going to kill your family tonight because you disagree with me, which is where our culture is at. Um, or maybe you'll say that you're going to not listen to my music on Spotify. I don't care. <gasps> I'm just going to tell you. Um, there's a lot of threats that you could make. That's not one of them. Um, but if you do write and are genuinely wanting to have a conversation about those things, we would love for you to write. Please, Tim at TimLetch.com. That's T-I-M at T-I-M-L-E-T-S-C-H dot com. You can get that message to me. We'll read it on air if you have any questions and want to discuss this love conversation. Maybe you have things that we aren't thinking about, and we don't know it all. We're, we're just a bunch of hooligans talking about stuff. <laughs> Um, obviously, I mean, one of us had a heart attack. So, um, and the other one's at an insurance convention yeah. and there's no telling if Joanna's going to be here, she's going to be teaching kids. So, um, yeah, <laughs> she's going to be at the deer lease. No, we she, don't call no, that the deer lease. Not. It's called the beer lease, by the way, <laughs> B. B, beer yeah. lease, beer lease. Well, okay. Anybody, before I leave, I'm, I'm giving you a chance. Anybody else want to say anything else before I get out of here? No, I think we, I think we've covered it. We have to re- we have to redefine what love looks like, and it can't be Agreed. built on sentimentalities, and it cannot be built on eroticism. It has to be built on Christ's love for us and abiding in that love. And and if you want that, um, I'll repost that post so that everybody can see that on my Facebook page. Um, that's Tim Letch, T I M L E T S C H, or I'll even post it on the podcast page, so um, you guys can go there and check it out as well. I'll repost that for you guys, but. Um, otherwise, otherwise um, we hope that you guys will be back next week. We're going to be talking about the next few weeks about um, redefining uh, lust, redefining, uh, you know, how far is too far in, in uh, dating relationships, drawing good boundaries, healthy boundaries with our relationships. Um, uh, again, keeping the fire in the bedroom. That's one. Uh, the other one is porn. Another one is homosexuality. We're going to really step off into it in terms of the love um chapter in in this uh, broad this podcast and hopefully answer some really great questions that have been asked of us to answer so if you have anything that you'd like to hear in regards to those things please let us know write to us but uh until we get back to you next week and i hope it's next week i, I listen <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd love no to say it's going to happen for surprises. sure yeah, it'll be here but be here. i don't know i'll be here Lord willing and the creek don't rise or Todd have another freaking heart attack or somebody else subs out or somebody has an insurance thing or who knows, I may get, you know, snotty or sick or something. Who knows? I don't know. But we will be back with you when we're back with you and we will tackle the subjects that you um, ask us to tackle. And until then, this is Todd Bergen. This is Joanna Grace. This is Kim Bergen. This is PT signing off. And if no one has told you, I hope you know it. God loves you, and so do I. We'll have a great week next week, and we'll see you later. Bye.